Yo. Hey, what up, man? Hey, look, your mic works. Look, I have a yeah. pop filter. Plosives. Plosives. P. Close. Close. Alliteration with P words. Peppers and pansies and. Did you did you get that as a gift? Is that your Christmas gift? Uh, a gift for myself. Uh, it was literally like ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why I waited so long to buy one. It's one of those things, just like uh, <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. How you doing, man? Doing all right. I am work, ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. not really. Yeah. I uh, I had a bunch of life tasks I had to do. I went to the DMV. Yeah. Then I went to the office for a little bit, but didn't really accomplish a whole lot. Then I got a haircut, and that was basically my entire day. No, yeah. no. I'm... Especially yeah, for whatever. You, what... Go ahead. Where do you keep your car at? I don't have a car, man. Oh, what? Why'd you go to the DMV? Because I needed my my driver's license was about to expire. Oh yeah. Um, and I still want to be able to drive like rental cars and stuff. Yeah. So, and I figured I might as well just get a New York license. All right, it's official. Yeah, man, this is my home now. I live here. Mm. I also, I think, in my mind, part of it is like, I have a New York driver's license. I can't lose my job or anything. Like, it's official. I'm here. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. What are you eating there? Oh, gummy worm things. Yeah, sour gummy worms. (sighs) You're making me hungry. I have seamless open in front of me right now. We could open up with that and have you order. <laughs> All right. Well, I've already I've already made my selection and everything. I was going to hit order like as soon as we started, and hopefully it would arrive like right around the end. But all right, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna do. Um, hmm. I've got nothing, by the way. But again, I say that every time. I think we we, we converse pretty easily. So I mean, that's true. I, one of the that's interesting. Here's again. This is I get to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it an hour a week. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Hell, man! Like, I don't. Excuse me, like mental stimulation. You know? I don't have an hour with like any of my other friends. Like it's me and you, man. Yeah, it is sad. Like before, before um, I guess doing this podcast. Yeah, I, I don't think I routinely would sit down with any one person and yeah. just talk for an hour. For <laughs> you know sure. I mean? But yeah, right. have we started? Um, is this the show? I, I guess it could have been, but yeah. boop, 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 boop. No, you know, you know, yeah. yeah, we've already started. Yeah, we'll, we'll just cut out, we'll just, we'll edit out my F-bomb there in the beginning, and then we'll start right after that. I want people to think no, highly of me. I want people it. to think highly of me, Eric. I'll, yeah, I, I do too. Impression manager. <laughs> I'll, I'll, do some, I'll do some mouth sounds right now. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is the file drawer. I vote that we still keep in that initial two minutes, but now that you've done this, this is now the official beginning. That was pre-show. That was pre-show. That was some good. Those were some good mouth sounds. Those were some high-energy mouth sounds. They were pretty good. That reminds me. Of course, it does. Everything reminds you of something. I love it. Yeah, my brain automatically like, switches <laughs> to different topics. Like, it's not even it's not even a process of it building up to remind me. It's I visualize something. So you were talking about uh, that would be the pre-show, mm-hmm. and I I hadn't listened. I told you last week. I think about at some point in time that I hadn't listened to the Todd Glass show in a long time. Yep. And um, I would actually listen to an episode or half of an episode, maybe a couple of days ago, and but he's he's really. <laughs> He's really all about the pre-shows, and then he gets into the the show before the show, before the pre-show, <laughs> and 
it's a, it gets all weird. And then his intros, he jokes around, but uh, he's like, the show hasn't even started. And he'll be like, spend like 30 to 45 minutes just revving it up. Yep. And then all of a sudden he'll do the introduction. Yep. Well, it's, that's, uh, I, in, a, in a similar vein, uh, another podcast another that we both listen to is Accidental Tech Podcast. And yeah. a lot of time my favorite part of that show is after the show ends. Yeah, it took me a while to understand what was going on, but I do like <laughs> I do like that. They usually have like a, at least another five minutes, sometimes another twenty minutes at the end of the show after the the ending theme song has has ended that they just keep talking. It's yeah. good stuff. Well, so we we are, we're starting our own version of of that. So yeah, that sounds like more. That sounds yeah. like more work that's not helping. That's true. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> wait, you mean wait? Hold on this this podcast isn't helping us graduate. I'm using it as a portfolio item. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that would be so awesome. I'm going to petition. I'm going to petition portfolio uh, item. Instead of my qual them. tool, I did, holy, hold on a second. I'm going to transcribe all of our podcasts and use that for our my qual tool. I don't know what the research question is, but there's something there. Uh, you know what, though? There is. I, I've actually I've actually thought about, you know, um, I would never do this, but because I think podcasting has opened up um, – has, has provided access to the comedy world in such a unique way that, mm. that didn't exist. That's a good point. Um, you know, years ago, like, and, and probably in other worlds too, but I just happened to listen sure. to a lot of comedy podcasts. Um, I've heard so many conversations about, like, you know, what it takes to, you know, develop into a comedian and all, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Someone probably could find a whole bunch of podcasts, find those episodes that specifically talk about um, uh, early stages of, you know, uh, doing comedy. Yeah, for sure. And qualitatively code it and, yeah, if you get a bunch of some- bunch of comedians talking about the same types of, I mean, obviously they're not being asked the same question, but if it's if they're all talking about that same kind of thing, then yeah, you can exactly. aggregate across all of them, code it, see what's there. It's a good idea. It would be very labor intensive. Oh, la- yeah, yeah, and but, I, I, yeah, yeah. I and I wouldn't want to spend the time doing it, but I think um, you know, it, it, it's often because because actually quoting the um, you know. They often refer to the studies of like you know how many hours that you need to put into you know like, to hours. get good at anything. Yeah, Erickson. but they're quoting like that yeah. that, that book or whatever, which you know, is, you know, a well, summary of other stages, studies and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but um, but at the same time, then when you hear them just actually describe it, it really follows suit. I mean, sure, you know, they, they there's a joke that they, they say you know they hear people saying, oh, you know, I've been doing this for eight years or ten years, and they go, oh, you're just a baby, mm-hmm. you're just a baby in this. <laughs> You're a baby comic, you know. Yep. That's uh, but if you think about work, work all 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 types of work, any anybody, um, you could think. Uh, I don't know. You could you could kind of view other types of work similarly, I guess. Yeah, well, and, it, and it's this actually feeds in really well with a um. There's a book that's coming out in January that I've pre-ordered. It's it's I'm that excited for it. I don't usually pre-order books, but um. The guy uh, is a math professor named Cal Newport. Has yeah. wrote a book called "So Good They Can't Ignore You." He run, runs a website called Study Hacks from back when he was a student. Um, but he wrote he wrote a book called "Deep Work" coming out in January, and it's all about um, his ideas around what it takes to do what he calls deep work, which is essentially you know very focused, very high level, very intense work in your field in order to develop those skills because the yeah. part of the 10,000 hour thing that a lot of time gets kind of 
by some people gets kind of skated over is the fact that it's not just 10,000 hours of doing whatever the hell you want or like kind of just like messing around. It's 10,000 hours of focused, deep work. Yeah. And I've always been fascinated about what that looks like in different professions, because I think if you're learning an instrument, it's pretty obvious. Like you're sitting there practicing, you know, really pushing yourself with whatever it is that you're trying to play, whether it's scales or a difficult piece of music. But what does deep work look like for a consultant or... You know, something, a profession where you're doing lots of different things, you know, for a professor, how do you, maybe, maybe it's a matter, it's deep work as a teacher, then you're doing deep work as a researcher and, and those are separate domains. But I've always been fascinated because I've never, I've never felt like I had a clear picture of, of how I should be practicing to get better at the stuff that I care about, which is like this consulting type of work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it may be, um. I don't know if this is what he would qualify as deep work, but like novel work, things that mm-hmm. are more difficult questions um, or, you know, challenging questions, you know, that w- I-, I think would automatically lend themselves to you thinking more deeply about it, I guess. So if there's things that just come easy to you, well, you know, maybe there's a project that's a little bit more challenging. You say, let me, let me, let me try to tackle this. Sure. Um, and for, for, for him, he uses the example of, so he's a math professor. Uh, so like sitting down for a focused block of time, because a large part of it is having a large block of uninterrupted time, which yeah. is becoming rarer and rarer just in most people's work habits and just uh, I don't know, maybe work environments as well. But for him, it's work, working through an algorithm that he's trying to solve or trying to develop for what or for, for a new paper. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for, for, for me, I mean, I, mean I, think, I think there's a lot. There's a couple of different avenues of potential deep work. Like I would imagine if I was sitting down, like we're about to kick off this project with a new, new organization. And I think sitting down for two or three hours and really working through like how – how I'm picturing this engagement going, how we're going to kick off this first workshop, who I'm going to, you know, really work to develop relationships with, how I'm going to do it, and just really kind of planning out the the engagement might qualify for that. At the same time, this work also doesn't lend itself to, like, Gantt charts and, like, perfectly planning yeah. everything out four weeks in advance. Yeah. One of the things that we teach companies is about being responsive to what they're experiencing in the work and setting very short-term goals and adjusting as needed. So even that, like I can't necessarily, I don't even know if that, that would work. I don't know. This is why it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Sweetly. So yeah, get started on that, uh, that comedy qual, qual project, <laughs> just, you know, in all that free time you have. In all that free time. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, if, if, if transcribing, was more automatic so many things would be easier when it comes to qualitative research or if you had unlimited money because then you could yeah. then you could essentially make transcribe transcription automatic by hiring people true 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 i think that um someone in our i, I, I can't remember it's i think someone did a, a, the research on using crowdsourcing to transcribe qualitative data but i think you'd still have to train them mm, and basically yeah, break, it, break it up into pieces and that, that might be interesting yeah did it, but i thought i thought it was with coding qualitative not transcribing it oh uh, you know what yeah you're right it's coding. yeah sorry <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know maybe you could i mean you could essentially take an audio file break it up into little segments have people 
transcribe those small segments and then reassemble them. I mean, that yeah. would that would be a thing that would work. It sounds like also a lot of work if you don't have a good system for it. But yeah, you know, maybe they could uh, revamp the. I mean, obviously, it depends how much time you have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so if you have all the time in the world, maybe you could sort of refashion. The, you know how those recaptures work? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, They're um, taking like bits of uh, scanned books and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps they could um, play an audio clip. Play bits of audio files? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, like it. Compares. Uh, um, I got to get in talks with the recapture companies. Yeah. But um, I think some people have attempted to like, you know, you know, plug the jack of an audio player into some uh, voice dictation sure. software. It works with know... one voice. Like yeah. drag and dictate and stuff will work with one voice. But as soon as you introduce a second one, it gets all gnarly. And you spend What's almost it? as much time figuring out who's saying what and like for fixing the formatting and punctuation and... It's very true. That's very true. Hmm. I wonder if there's a way, much like, you know, we're Skyping now, then you can use that software to split out different voices. Is there some sort of a combination of the technology? I mean, yeah. If someone wanted to spend money on figuring this out, I think it could easily be that. Oh, yeah, you know, probably. You know, it's, uh, but that that person cannot be me because the whole reason I'm asking this question is because <laughs> I don't have the time to be doing that. Exactly. Um, real-time follow-up, uh, I just ordered dinner. All right, what's your order? I got myself a Reuben sandwich from the little diner right on the corner. I can almost see it from my apartment. Uh, You go ahead. Now, Reuben, um, that is, I can't, is that the, like, uh, don't tell me, like roast beef or like some sort of maybe pastrami? Pastrami, okay. Yeah. Uh, One like rye with uh, sauerkraut? Yeah. And melted cheese over the top and Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. With Thousand Island, okay, I've, yeah. I've done it without Thousand Island. That's okay. what I've always, you got to have Thousand been. Island. And here, and at this place, they serve it with a side of potato salad. I don't, I don't want potato salad with my sandwich. What I want is hold the potato salad, give me French fries, and that's what I asked for, for. I asked for that. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, hold the uh, potato salad, give me more pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> hold, hold the potato salad, give me another sandwich. <laughs> I want, yeah, I want a sandwich on the side. Uh, I have developed a bad habit. When it comes to making sandwiches at my apartment, whether they're peanut butter and jelly or some sort of um, it's like cold cut with a piece of cheese sandwich, I will make a sandwich and I will eat it. And then I will think, I am still hungry, but I do not have the self-esteem that will allow me to eat a second sandwich. So I take a single piece of bread, yep. but then I put the normal amount of stuff on that one piece of bread and I yep. fold it in half. And in my mind, I ate one and a half sandwiches. I, this has become an automatic behavior for me now. And I feel like it's one of those things I should probably try to break myself of. I've done the exact same thing. <laughs> also, like different ways how I justify. Sometimes I'll make a sandwich, but like eat it as I'm standing up. And kind of uh, intermittently making the next sandwich. And I'll actually sit down with the new sandwich as if that's my real meal. The other one was yeah. just a snack I had earlier it, in the day. Well, that that was that sandwich was to give you the energy to make the real sandwich. That, exactly, man. That's that's similar to what I've done in the past when I used to have a car and would drive to get pizza. You eat yeah. whatever you eat in the car on the way home doesn't count. I, doesn't that's, count. That's not part of dinner. I agree. Uh, I agree, I agree. Uh, so there's a good chance, since this place is so close, they may knock on the door before we have finished recording, but I, I hope I timed it well. I've never actually ordered delivery from here, because usually I'll just go sit down there. If you do it, how, how uh, mobile... Actually, never mind. They're not... I was going to say, I thought, as if we're doing some sort of video mm. podcast, I was going to say, turn the camera toward the delivery guy and say, hey. <laughs> well, I'd have to go open the door uh, and whatnot, so... 
That's what I'm saying. You can tilt it toward it. I will. I will. Walk, 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 I'll, walk. I'll make it happen. We can almost already be... see my door from where I'm sitting anyway. Uh, Not that the listeners can, can <laughs> see it, but you can you can uh, provide audio play-by-play of me going to answer the door. I'll do that. Thank you. Um, so you see on our ongoing list of the things, I added those hundreds of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I added a link to the psychfiledrawer.org. I see that there. What is that? And so, like, um, so this is this is a thing I'm surprised we hadn't talked about in a long time. I mean, uh, since we've done this, but if you type in the file drawer, yeah, I remember this I, website. I think, or the file drawer problem. I think this is one of the sites that comes up like yeah. on the top list. And um, this website looks like it's about from 1998. It looks old. Nah, it doesn't look 98. It looks okay, like it looks like 2003. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's a site um, where I guess you can. Um, Upload and view the results of attempts in experimental psychology, hmm. essentially. Um, so attempts to replicate. Excuse me. Um, what? What? I'm just clicking on this now. What do you? So obviously these people aren't submitting full papers because that would be a, a crap ton of work. For okay, it looks like you just kind of fill in some information. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I didn't it. look. I didn't look that much into it, but um, it's basically it has some questions on the left hand side or some some just information that you need to fill in like um, title, uh, brief statement of original result, type of replication attempted, result type, number of subjects, any other details on results or statistics that you want to mention, difference. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, so it's interesting. And also if you look at the top menu where it says the file drawer problem, mm-hmm. they have a nice little paragraph. <laughs> paragraph oh, we should have we should have read that probably back in the day. And uh, I mean, we know what it is, but just in yeah, terms of, um, of course we uh, discussing it um, with ease. Mm. But uh, go ahead yeah, and memorize so, that for the future. I know, right? But uh, so yeah, definitely check out that um, website uh, on the top link. I'm gonna I haven't clicked on this yet, but it's the top 20 list of studies users would like to see replicated. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go with the um, top. Let's say I'm gonna read the top five. Okay. Okay. So the name of the first one is Improving Fluid Intelligence with Training on Working Memory. And this was done by Jaggi and Bush. I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to read the names. All right. Um, okay. I don't, I'm not familiar with that I'm, study. Uh, I'm not familiar with the names. But I mean, I'm sure working memory, is that the whole seven plus or minus two thing? It might um, be. Except, I mean, I think that number came up much earlier than 2008, but... It, yeah, I don't know. All right, what else we got on here? We got uh, reducing the racial achievement gap. Okay. A social psychology, psychological intervention. Okay. I've got Baumeister here on number so, three. Uh, yeah, I see Baumeister on number three. Um, ego depletion is yeah. the active self a limited resource. Mm, interesting. Hmm. You know, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, this is the whole radish chocolate chip cookie experiment. I know that one. So they're, they're, they also have like a little finding descriptions, which we'll see yeah. if it's informative or not. But... In their finding section, it says eating radishes instead of chocolate cookies caused participants to give up um, working on unsolvable problems sooner than participants that ate the cookies. Yeah. So the idea being you kind of used up your willpower in yeah. in not eating the cookies, uh, which then means you had less to use on these hard problems, which is interesting. But I would like to see it replicated. So are you are you proposing that we design a different study where one we just eat cookies? Well, that or I was thinking you wear headphones with you whispering either eat the cookies or don't eat the cookies. 
Oh yeah, that that would be good. Whoa, <laughs> big update. Just got a text message from Seamless already on the way and should be delivered right. in like the next ten to twenty minutes. Wow, that's that's this is swift. swift. Yeah. This is swift. All right, sorry. <laughs> no, it's seamless. Um so um the next one is experiencing cycle uh experiencing physical warmth influences interpersonal warmth. Mm. I like here on number number nine, we have Rosenthal himself. Do we? I'm assuming that's the same Rosenthal. Uh it's, it's Robert yeah, R. Yeah, so R. Rosenthal. Yeah. And from sixty six, so probably yeah. likely. And yeah. I like how the text didn't like accurately. No, they copied and pasted it like terribly and nobody t- double checked it. Yeah, awesome. The teacher's expectancy is mm. determinants of people's IQ gains. Yeah, so this is I mean, so this is interesting. I, the problem is that there's no the voting, so. there's no incentive for there's very little incentive for researchers to do these replications. And like, then how do why, you do why would you, if you are a researcher trying to get tenure, why would you spend any time here replicating stuff? Yeah. It's just, it, that's just going back to the, my whole argument that the whole peer review system is broke as shit. Um, yeah. But it's interesting that at least there's this website. Yeah. Yeah. Something. So that's that. That is that. <laughs> I'll remove as that. They, as they say. Um, and so I have an update for you. Ooh. All right, update me. Okay. I watched, I think, three episodes of Rick and Morty. Yes. All right. Now. Okay, hold on. I want to just say, if you don't like it, it's okay. I want you to tell, give it to me straight. I like it. All right. I knew you would. I like it. Great. The, the comedic sensibility of the show is sort of right in my lane. It is exactly um, the type of thing I thought that you would Even though I like different, different stuff. So I, don't I know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you have this very narrow view of yeah. what is funny. But it, I think it falls into your pretty broad, uh, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's absurd, and I think it fits into this absurd. Yeah, that's absurd the part. that's it. What is there a character that really kind of speaks to you of the three episodes that you've seen? Um, no, but okay. I do have an opinion just about the show. Okay, or I have, not an opinion, but I have thoughts. Sure, I also, also have thoughts, but please. So. Hey, all right, so a couple of things that actually happened during my experience watching these shows. I didn't watch them all at once. Okay. Kind of broke it up. But um, so episode one is not on Adult Swim. Really? Huh. And so I'm, in my mind, I'm like, what if episode one was just so off the wall that they, could, like, they, they can't even post it anymore or something? So I went out and tried to search for it in about like you know 10 seconds of some clip I saw played. But it, um, it wanted me to remove my ad block or something, so I'm not going to do that um to watch it um so that's what i discovered oh yeah that's weird it's it, you have to like put in some tv provider information to watch the the pilot i didn't have to do that a couple weeks to ago put the, i don't even see the pilot uh it's on before. it's on the site here it's one of the ones but it has a little key next to it which means i think you have to log in your tv info requires a cable provider login which i don't for remember that being a thing yeah i didn't and, even see the key for the pilot. i saw the key for the other for episode oh, okay. eight through eleven now I do see it. Before yeah. it wasn't even showing up. Weird. Um, yeah, so some of these are actually locked, and you okay. can't watch it. So never mind. All right, that bust that theory. Uh, they're also on Hulu, but I do have to have to have the page to. Mm, I don't know. I'm paying for the lowest version of Hulu right now. What's the lowest? So, How much does that cost? Uh, I think it's seven bucks. Yeah. Seven or eight bucks. Yeah. You still get commercials on Hulu, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's whack. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um. So. <gasps> that's my delivery. Right back. No problem. So yeah, Rick and Morty is on Adult Swim. Sam is wa- uh, Sam is walking to the door. 
He was pretty quick. He got to his door in about five seconds. Because he had already paid, he just got his food. There's no tipping involved. Places um, fast as he, hell. He's already paid through Seamless. There's no tipping involved. I was saying they just grab the bag and, yeah. and game. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Isn't that, there's no awkward exchange nope. uh, between you and the person. They just drop it off. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, so uh, so um, the show. So then the cu- couple of episodes I watched. Um, actually, did I watch two or three episodes? I can't remember. I think it, yeah, maybe two or three episodes. In the episodes I watched, I saw that they don't mess around. Like uh, in terms of like the, the ex- escalation in episode happens very quick. Did you watch like, episodes from season one or season two? Season one. Season okay. one. Yeah, I watched one from season two, or I think I maybe started on season two, and I was like, God, now I need the I need yeah, the yeah. backstory. I need to you do because you know, there actually around. is some throughput on the story. Yeah, especially but because it, season two ends on like this very emotional. Exactly. Thing. That's why. I, yeah, that's why I was like, hold on a second, they're just picking off from someplace. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it accelerates between. Um, um, Rick's a scientist, correct? Mm-hmm. Or am I getting, yeah. Yep. It accelerates between Rick uh, getting Morty into all sorts of shenanigans very quick. Very yes, they quick. Don't, they don't mess around. They don't mess around. They don't no, mess around. That's great. And it just uh, continuously accelerates. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so absurd and ridiculous. Um, so I like the show so much. And some of the sounds and voices used in the show the reminding me of something. Great. The voices it are reminding so me good. of something. So I was like, hold on a second. Let me do some research. Right. And so a couple of years ago, do you remember um, a TV show that came on TV called Acceptable TV? Nope. Okay. Well, all right. So let me even preface it before that. All right. So this show um, is uh, created by the peop- the person who does um, the community, the, mm-hmm. the show Community, which Dan I Harmon. love because it's absurd. Dan Harmon and uh, his writing partner. I can't remember the other guy's name. So it's definitely in that wheelhouse of just absurd ridiculousness, okay? And I'm talking a lot because I see you're eating. Mm-hmm. So, um, so doing my research, go back. So Dan Harmon and his writing partner, whatever, they had this, um, and I knew about this, this website back in the day. I just never uh, looked into it. It was called Channel 101. It was like an internet website that you, it's a website that you could go to and post like clips of like comedy stuff. It was like the pre, before, uh, funnier die type of thing. Okay. Okay. And so people would just post like these crazy clips and all sorts of things to entertain the masses, whatever. And so from that, they formed a TV show called Acceptable TV, which was a TV show where use uh, where uh, fans could then submit stuff to the show, and basically the uh, the audience would vote on which shows they wanted to make it onto next week. So it was like a you would submit like a five minute clip or, or a five minute show type of thing. And it was based on uh, viewer votes, which shows made it on the TV next week. And so one of my favorite shows, which I loved, and I think I did vote on it at the time, was Mr. Sprinkles. What was Mr. Sprinkles about? Mr. Sprinkles was like this, almost, I guess, cat in the hat type character who would come and just go wild. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's hard for me. To, I can't even, I don't sure. even know how to describe, how to it. describe it. Sure. Yeah, um, so the internet is for kids. Google Mr. Sprinkles. Yeah, look at <laughs> and it's so disturbing. Uh, and I think it got voted off, maybe or maybe the show ended or something, and they didn't conclude it. But I think they ended up coming back and concluding it. But that show, it was so just ridiculous. 
And so when I watched Rick and Morty, I was reminded of that Mr. Sprinkle's voice and like you know, different voices. So I looked it up. And that's how I sort of found this lineage. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder I like this show so much yeah. because it's made by these people who I think are absolutely just ridiculous, funny, uh, really out there comedy. Um, yep. My yeah. What what immediately caught my ears? I also watch a show uh, called Adventure Time from time to time, yeah. and it's a, it's like it's legit a kids show, but it's one of those kids shows that has enough going on at a higher level that adults really enjoy it as well. But there was a character on Adventure Time called Lemon Grab, who is the most absurd and hilarious character ever. But whoever is the guy who does Rick and Morty's voice, um, yeah. does. Lemon Grab's voice as well. Okay. And what I really love, what I love about their voices, like it, maybe it sounds weird that we're talking so much about their voices. What it's not just it's the way the lines are delivered. All right. So in a lot of animated TV shows, think of like The Simpsons. Uh-huh. There's not the normal way that people talk is they kind of stop and start and they get ahead of themselves and they come back and you know. In The Simpsons, it's like everybody is reading off a script basically for the most part. Like, it's very clean dialogue that has obviously been written ahead of time. In Rick and Morty, though, it's much more organic and, like, stuttering and, like, not being able to get their words out or saying the wrong thing. It's just much more like two people actually talking to each other. And it's very compelling for whatever reason. Well, uh, in in looking up Rick and Morty, actually, and they probably do this with other shows, I imagine, too, but they give the Rick character, they say it's, um, I can't remember what it's called, but... They use what is it called? What is it called? A style of writing that I don't remember. Yeah, they, uh, the series is often rep- retroscripted for Rick's lines, which essentially uh, the guy who does Rick, this is the writing partner Justin Rowland. He's given a loose idea of what it's about, and he just ad libs. Yeah, that's a retroscripting. That's <laughs> so, awesome. So that's why it probably comes out just like it's like it, it's improv. Yeah. So well, it's and, more. And the funny thing is too at. I've I've seen some videos and heard about at some comic cons they'll have all of the actors on a panel and they'll do yeah. a live show of just improv of like each oh, of wow. them voicing their characters yeah. and just doing just doing it up on stage uh, which is awesome. Yeah, that's And awesome. yeah, so I want to encourage you to keep watching it from the beginning. It it goes to some very interesting places and it's not just straight up silly the whole time. Like Rick starts to become a very interesting character he's not just an alcoholic dick like there are reasons yeah. that he is that he is the way he is um and morty dark. becomes more interesting dark. and like the daughter summer actually becomes a very yeah. compelling character like in her own right as well um yeah. it's just really it's just really good so. all right all right Keep you know uh, there, now, a lot of those episodes are locked so i have to find some bootleg yeah yeah um yeah or you know what offline i'll, I'll share some hulu credentials with you uh, yeah. All right, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, right. <laughs> another thing that I watched on TV last night. Uh, so my buddy Wes came over. He went to CGU. I don't know if you knew yeah. knew Wes, but he came over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, we watched really. some of uh, Aziz Ansari's new show, Master of None, really which good. is really good. But so we watched the third episode, and there is a actor in that episode. That actor is H. John Benjamin, who is yeah. the voice of Bob from Bob's Burgers yeah. and Archer from Archer. Uh, and I had such a hard time seeing this human man 
with that voice because I just yeah. kept thinking. I kept kind of going back and forth between Bob from Bob's Burgers and Archer, and like it was just it was a very weird experience to hear that voice coming out of that guy. Yeah, it's, he has uh, such a great voice, though. He, like, he, he does. He hit the lottery on, on as far as voices go. I think he's just a funny guy. Um, he had a show which I loved. It got it got um, canceled, but he had a show called John. Uh, let me actually look it up so I say it right. Uh, John Benjamin has a van. It was a series on Comedy Central. I'm gonna check that out because this him with a van doing, doing stupid stuff. I really, um, I but, thought he yeah. was really funny in that episode of of Master of None. Like he was, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, you should. I listened to another podcast called um, Girl and Guy with Aisha Tyler, mm. and um, she does a, a segment called What's her segment called? Um, oh, she's one of the voices on Archer, though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, she does a segment called. Uh, basically, it's a segment where people, where the where the uh, the, the the guest shares their like worst moment, mm-hmm. like most embarrassing moment. Okay. And um, his story, if I remember correctly, is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. So yeah, if you get a chance, like, find that podcast, find this episode. Um, I think it's toward the end. If you don't want to hear the whole thing, but gotcha. it's uh, it's, yeah, that, it's like, yeah. that makes um, me think. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, I was about to get more meta. Go ahead. All right. Oh, I think you're breaking up. Are you there? Are you I'm there? here. I'm here. I'm here. All right. You sound robotic, but what, what it's, it's all good. All right. So you're about to get meta, get meta. Well, I was just going to say, so I love podcasts, but what's really challenging about them is that I, there's we're generating all of this knowledge as human beings talking on podcasts. Um, yeah. I mean, podcasts like you and I, maybe we're not generating a whole lot of knowledge. We're generating a lot of content. You're breaking um, up. No. No. You're we're breaking sound up. Good? You sound, sound good? great. All right. Yeah, all right. You keep on going. So we're generating a, lot, gener- <laughs> generating a lot of this content. And it's not very discoverable. Like Didn't if there's an, an article. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you fucking with me right now? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to want me to call you back? Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, come back. Okay. There we go. Hello. All right. Sounds good. Can all you right. hear me? So we're generating Sweet. a lot of, uh, and it's just very much okay. Think about articles. You can search the text of an article pretty easily, right? Google will find things in the middle of an article. You don't need to read the entire thing. Podcasts, we don't have that yet. Like things are very much locked away in these individual containers, and they're hard to dive in and find just the parts that you want. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Although Overcast, and I think well, we were make, just. Maybe there are other podcasts that are players that are doing this, but in Overcast you can share a podcast at a specific timestamp, which is nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe remember I think you were talking about like either SoundCloud or something. You can like mm. sort of tag in yeah, other spot. Maybe that will eventually become Maybe. A thing. But only for popular podcasts, not for the obscure not stuff. Not, I'm not sure we're gonna have a an army of people descending on our episodes and tagging them. <laughs> I, I agree. I hope uh, I hope somehow in the future you and I become mega stars and yeah. people go back through our old archive before we were famous and they come across this and they're like, Wow, it was crazy. You remember when Eric and Sam like they didn't yeah. even think they were gonna be famous? They were talking and they were talking about Lemon Grab <laughs> things like that. That's right. Lemon what? Grab is a great character. Um, I'm, I'm doing show notes this week, so I'm gonna put a video clip of Lemon Grab in in the show. I'll probably put a couple clips of uh Rick and Morty as well because Watching it last night, I finished. I finished up the second season last night. There oh. were a handful of clips 
where I paused the show because I was laughing so hard. And then I would I was texting with all my brothers in a group text, and they've already seen the entire show because yeah. I, I needed to share it with somebody. It was just so delightful. I needed other people in the world to to experience it with me. Yeah, and and we did, and it was joyous. Um, <laughs> I'll share it with you, one with you after the show. It's inappropriate. Sure. Well, I have to, don't, it's don't actually I saved it. I'm I'm gonna use it. I hope someday that I have like an intern or something. Yeah, and or somebody who works for me, and I have a reason to tell them to get their shit together. Yeah, because there's a clip of Morty telling Summer to get her shit together. That is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. All right, what, uh, little so teaser. That's that's second season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. um, going back to that Netflix show, you, you, um, Which Aziz Ansari show. Mm, yeah, Master of None, I believe it is. Master called. of None. Yes. So in one of the episodes, I've, I've watched it. I can't remember, but um, they refer, they're in Nashville, and they refer to this guy named Manuel. Um, actually, what episode are you on? I'm only on three. Okay. I've watched through three. Anyway, so either way, the guy's not part of it, um, but he, he makes clothes for famous people. And that reminded me of, did you, did you go to Kenzie's wedding? I did not. Okay. Um, I, I talked to you about it and I, yeah. other people who went to it. Yeah. We met Manuel. At McKinsey's wedding. Wait, Manuel, who's in the show? No, he's not in the show. They just, oh, ref- they they just refer mentioned to him. him by name. But it is the same Manuel? It, yeah, because he uh, Manuel, he's known because he made... He, he does, he's done a lot of entertainers' costumes, but oh. I guess big names would be uh, Elvis and Johnny Cash. How does... And he's like dressed... McKinsey no idea. Know him. <laughs> no, no idea. Okay. I think, I think but he was at Ismael. the wedding? Yeah, I think she, she said Ismael, her husband. Um, uh-huh. I probably shouldn't not be. Nice. Anyway... Yeah, anyway. I think not using any somewhere. last names. Yeah. Met him somewhere. But um Okay. So is this a cool guy? Did you get to hang out with him? Did he offer to make you oh, any costumes? That guy is the coolest guy. <laughs> Tell um, me why. No, he didn't offer to make us any costumes, but I did compliment him on whatever he was wearing. It was like this jumpsuit type thing, but with like a strap down. It looked like rodeo style. And I was like, How do I get me one of those? He goes, Come to Nashville. <laughs> Come to Nashville. I have a store I have a store. You can get you one. And uh old guy, really old, but he was Taking shots, and he was getting getting wearing down with, wearing a jumpsuit. He was getting down with the get down. Like it, it was like the day before, actually. Okay. Um, okay. It was more than a jumpsuit. I don't. I don't want to. No, I don't want to undersell it. I'm sure it was. It was a, it it was, was, it was it was a great magic. jumpsuit. It was magic. It was magic, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that dude. That dude. He was a nice guy, mm-hmm. dude. The music started playing at, um, at one point in time, and he walks up to one of uh, somebody in a group, uh, girl. And he and he's there with his wife. He's just you know, old guy having fun, and he starts kind of just dum, 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 like kind of doing a little step, holds out his hands, and he's just piercing through her soul like you will you will dance with me, and the person felt obligated to dance with him. He just if he had come up to you and done that, you would have felt the same way. You would have just you would have had oh, to have gone with yeah, him, right? I would have had to have. I would have had to have because the dude. The dude, when he looked at you, he touched your soul, man. Like I don't called know. charisma. Like, oh, dude, definitely. Dude had he's some charisma. Old dude. He's kind of short. I mean, he's not terrible mm-hmm. short, short, but you know, um, and he had this long ponytail. That dude was cool, man. I'm not gonna lie, Manuel. I, mean, I hope cool enough to go by what by your first name. <laughs> yeah, for sure, exactly. That dude was dope, man. That's how you know you've made it. Yeah. Um, I I am worried to think about. I'm worried about what I will be known for when I am 80 years old. Just not probably not charisma and dancing with the ladies. Maybe. 
That's going to be some major development in my next uh, 50 years. 50, dude, 50 years is a very long time. That's a good point. I, That's a yeah. good point. I could totally I think, remake myself. Yeah, and really these people will know me by my first name, yeah. Samuel. <laughs> Become Hispanic, maybe? You, said, you set that up, did you? Did you I did you, not. You just wanted but. to say that. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, All right, so... Uh, I feel like I'm keeping you from your food. Take a bite of that. Take a bite of that, Reuben. No, no, people don't like. Hear, I, people are probably already mad because they're hearing me eat fries on the. I'm trying to like move my head away and use the mute yeah. button. I'm not really um, hearing it. Here, anyway, take, you want to take a look at it? They do it yeah, open let's... face style, which I appreciate because yeah, it yeah. allows better cheese coverage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they also give you the Thousand Island in a separate packet, so you can yeah. adjust your own Thousand Island application. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. usually. They throw some mustard in here? Probably. No? You should have... No mustard. Wow. Usually they do. Anyway. You should get one of those... Uh, what are the, what are, it's like chemistry... Um, um, uh, thing that allows you to like drip out um, the increments. Like a dropper. Uh, a, a, yeah. A, a dropper. You know Eye dropper. A chemistry no, 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 dropper. No, 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 no. Chemistry... Like a, uh, a pipette. No, not, not no, a pipette? No. Are you sure? It's, it's it's long. It's long like a, a long pipette. And it's like, no, come on, man. You're just you're just <laughs> shouting out things now. I don't know. Are you just shouting out things like some sort of I'm shouting crazy out chemistry person? terms. Did you know uh, for there was a brief time in high school where I thought I was going to go into a career of chemistry. Really? Yeah. 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 Chemistry Last tools. Year. Come on, Google. Are you sure it's chemistry, not chemistry? Long. I'm probably going to have people yelling at us right now. Measuring. Here's some long stuff in this. Uh, but it allows you to like measure a out. A dropper pipette, dude. No. Dude, Google it's, it's pipette. Not, not... All right, maybe. Maybe that's it. No, P-I-P-E-T. Yeah. No, that's def- it's definitely not it. Well, it looks like it does what you just described. It drops. Probably, but it no, drips. No. This thing, this thing, um, this thing is more precise. Actually, actually, maybe it is a pipette, but maybe a more sophisticated pipette. Okay, so a technical pipette. Pipe it, pipe it, pipette. I don't know where the emphasis goes on this word. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My uh, my chemistry career ended before I got to really nail the pronunciation of most of the tools. (laughs) Dropper, I'm seeing dropper here on this list. All right, right, here we go, here we go. Technical dropper. Titration, that's what I'm thinking of. Titration is a... Procedure, not a tool. Yeah, yeah but it, it uses a pipette. Uh, a reagent called a titrator is prepared in a standard solution. Does it use a pipette? Is that what it is? That the tall thing with the pipette. I guess it's attached to like a a clamp. It's like a pipette with a clamp. I don't know. Barrette. Barrette. That's what yes. goes in the lady's hair. B B U R E T. Chemistry. Want Brett? Brett. Hmm. B. Are you, are you just trying to say Brett and saying it wrong? Brett. 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 Oh, I see here. Brett. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. This, it's basically this, it's, it's like a it's like a test tube with the bottom kind of funneled. It's a water cup yeah, at the bottom. Almost like a like a pipette. Almost. Yeah, kind of like a pipette. So it's a device used in analytical chemistry for dispensing of a variable measured amount of uh, chemical solution. Okay, fine. A volumetric so wa- barrette delivers measures. Delivers measured volumes of liquid. Piston barrettes are similar to syringes, uh, but with a precision bore and plunger. I don't remember why so, we yes. were talking about this. 
Or so my point, if I had been quicker, would be you should get one of those and fill it up with thousand dollar dressing. <laughs> so fill it up with thousand dollar dressing, mm-hmm. so you can put the the, the, the precise the, amount, the precise amount of thousand dollar dressing. Here's the thing: you are assuming that the way that the, the that there is a precise amount of thousand dollar dressing. There is. The precise amount is as much that it comes in this packet. That is the precise amount because I want all of it. Yeah, but you might want to like for the first bite use a little. Mm-hmm. For the second bite use a little bit more. Who knows? No, I guess I here I, I plop it all in the middle of the sandwich and I kind of move it around with the package and then I yeah. eat it. <laughs> it's called Eric. It's called it's called being a foodie, a foodie. That's uh, what I am. Right. As I eat this pastrami sandwich out of a tinfoil thing with a packet of Thousand Island dressing. All right. Okay. 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 These fries are delightful, though, by the way. Are they they're, crisp? They're crispy on the outside and very pillowy on the inside. It's good. They're, they're pr- much better than I would have expected. I'm proud of your, you and your fries. Listen to this. I didn't hear it. <laughs> well, so, that's, that's um, a good sign that you can't hear anything because hopefully nobody else has either. So go into an article, that uh, a link that mm. I have not read yet, but I just oh got God. sucked into by the headline. <laughs> Jesus. We got to start uh, reading these. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, pigeons spot cancer as well as human, uh, as, as well as human experts. Oh. So a flock of pigeons was uh, able to correctly spot cancer and breast tissue biopsy images with 99% accuracy on par with human experts. <laughs> I'm just – what – what did the room in which they did this experiment look like? It was like it's like a bunch of birds walking around. Like no, they just—they have a picture on there, which is the birds. It's a single bird. Image. Didn't you say there was a hundred birds? A flock, a flock of pigeons. A flock is more than one. That is not a flock. That is a well, that, single pigeon. You're right. You're right. You're right. But the picture just has one. Maybe it's like individually. You know what? I bet you they talk about it in the article that you didn't read. You're right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this has been. <laughs> Why can pigeons see cancer, Eric? And how do you know? How do you know once a pigeon has seen cancer? Do they say, "Hey, that right there is some cancer"? Uh, it probably has some way mechanism. Maybe he thinks it's, it's in the article. Guaranteed, it thinks, it thinks it's food and it pecks at the screen. Now, I think it has to be something with like the you know the way their eyes take in color or something, take in light or something like that. Maybe they can smell it. In spite of their limited intellect, the bobble-headed birds have certain advantages. They have excellent visual systems, similar to, if not better than, a human's. Wow. They sense five different colors as opposed to our three, and they don't fill in the gaps like we do when expected shapes are missing. I saw a really cool GIF last week uh-huh. of what different animals see, like one right after the other. So like what it looks like through a dog's eyes, like what they can see color-wise, what it looks like through a fly's eyes, what it looks like through somebody who's colorblind. It was really interesting. Yeah, but isn't that still inaccurate? I mean, because probably because I'm a human we, with my eyes looking yeah. at that. It's a, yeah. a, a approximation. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't think that's something you can really get around. Yeah, you're right with your human eyeballs. Human, unless we get cyber eyes, cybernetic eyes. Yep. Um. Oh, this is really calling back to earlier. I just remembered yep. the specific two episodes of Rick and Morty that I think you'll really enjoy uh-huh. are ones where so. One of the premises of the show is that there are infinite universes with infinite possibilities, right? So, like, there's just things are bonkers everywhere. 
and Rick has a cable box that allows them to watch TV from other parts of the universe. <laughs> so it, the entire episode is just them flipping through the television, seeing snippets of shows that exist in other realities, basically. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. And I yeah. think you'll really enjoy it because Absolutely. it is the most absurd thing in the world. And plus has lots of pop culture like references that I feel like you'll appreciate. <laughs> anyway, I'm a fanboy. Total fanboy. Uh, what do you got going on this week? Wait, hold on. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Have you, are you after, gathering wait, the family around the, the Thanksgiving tree? Nope. Uh, me and Erica are just doing our little thing here. All right. What are you, what are you guys doing? What are you cooking? Uh, turkey. All right. How are you cooking turkey? Breast, turkey breast. Only the breast? Only the breast. Hmm. Like, it's not that many people eating. Crock pot. Okay. Crock pot. Nice. Crock pot. Uh, stuffing or dressing. Um, Wait, you call it stuffing or dressing? I call it stuffing. I call it stuffing too. I Wait, think well, you can say stuffing or stuffing. I think I say stuffing. <laughs> All stuffing. right, that's appropriately southerly of you. But I, I, I grew up. I mean, I was born in yeah. Ohio, so oh. I, a lot of my, um, stuffing is great. By the way, it's one of the best inventions ever. Uh, cranberry sauce uh, instead of ham. We just went to the deli and got some cuts of ham. <laughs> I was going to heat that up. Maybe <laughs> throw some pineapple on it. All right. Huh. Uh, macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Rolls. And I think it's about it. Maybe make some mashed potatoes with sweet potatoes. Mashed sweet potatoes. Ooh. That's solid. It's going to be a feast. Sounds like it. So you're heading out uh, tomorrow? Tomorrow morning. I My flight is at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, which means I need to leave my apartment at like 4 a.m. I'm seriously considering not going to sleep tonight and working on my thesis until I need to leave for the airport and then sleeping for the two hours that I'm on the plane and then just trying to power through tomorrow. Dude, that sounds like a terrible idea, doesn't it? Like uh, hearing, hearing that come out of my mouth, up until that point, I thought it was a good idea, but now I think it's a terrible idea. Uh, you should work until you hit the wall. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like the real wall, not the no, first wall. No, but here's the like... problem. If I do that, I'm going to be so tired when I hit the wall. It'll be like 2 in the morning. I'll sleep uh, right through my alarm. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about, kind of. They need a, like an Uber service where they'll actually wake come up, up to your door, like wake you up. <laughs> Uber for waking me up? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that it could be, be all nice. the same service. I'm not saying that needs to be a separate. Uh, okay. So like, you, this is like Uber X, Uber Black, and like Uber Nap. Yeah, exactly. Come, come up and like wake you up. Hey. Hey, buddy. And they have different levels. You can pay different ways they like wake you little. up. Like you can like indicate in the app, like wake me up nicely, yeah. or like if I'm asleep when you get here, like I don't know, slap my face, or I don't know, throw some yeah. water on me. You could probably get really weird. It might get weird with people who have weird fetishes, though. Oh, it, it would definitely get weird. Probably, you probably should not have an week. other have not not have an other field in there. Yeah, exactly. Wake me up with your feet. Yeah. Lick my face. No, thank you. Man, they could. Oh, I would pay extra for them to bring a little basket of puppies and like dump the puppies on me to wake me up. That would yeah. be cool. I don't know. They, I'm, gonna, I'm just an idea be, man maybe here. Maybe rubbing their buttholes. All those puppy no, buttholes all those all, all right. those puppies would be like licking my face and just all those puppy puppy buttholes be licking each other's buttholes. Uh, I try and not to think about that. Licking your face. And <sighs> why are you ruining, you, why are you ruining dogs just, for me? You just have all this butthole in you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a character in, in Rick and Morty called Mr. Poopy Butthole. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Sounds I, like I, a character I really you would have named. Epi- I really like the episode of the dog getting really smart. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you know, it's so ridiculous, man. Where are my balls, Summer? Yeah, yeah. Where are my testicles? 
And then the dream one was... Oh, people love when two, when two people will talk about a show that they haven't seen. People well, love no, that. We're, look, man, we're, we're trying to hype it up. We are. We're hyping it up. That's because uh, this, the file drawer was brought to you by Rick and Morty this week. Yeah. That's why you got your check, right? The 10 grand? What? what? The, the 10 grand that Rick and Morty sent us. Like I split it and I gave you 10 grand and I got 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. it, something was wrong when I went to cash it. Hmm. Um, hmm. That's weird. It said that there wasn't enough money. Hmm, okay. Uh, see for, you guys next so, week. Bye. <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> what's 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 going on? So I'm thinking about um, a couple things that I'm not going to purchase, but things I've been looking into because I'm like, oh, this would be cool. Um, those programmable thermostats, like the like the Nest type Nest. things, like the Wi-Fi thermostat yeah. type thing. Yeah. Uh, if you looked into any of those, do you know anything about mm, them? I mean, I'm aware of them. I saw their CEO speak a couple weeks ago, yeah. uh, but I, I live in an apartment, so like I don't have any control over anything. I have no control over my heat, actually. The yeah. way I control temperature in my apartment is either opening or closing my window. Yeah. So. Huh. But huh. it seems neat. I Philosophically, I'm totally on board with stuff like that. I love automating stuff, and I love playing with technology. So I, I foresee a future in which I have one or more of these devices. What okay. what What brings you to them? Oh, I just like the idea of having them. I think, I think, I think <laughs> like what, anything I think, else that people like. <laughs> no, no. I think, I think over time you can save money, and also you just don't have to worry about it. You just kind of for sure turn it on, and, and, and there's no point of running the AC when you're not at home. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Or, well, there's so um, just listening to a podcast before we started recording. I don't remember what it was, but that that company automatic that makes a little thing that attaches to your car. They have an API which lets you hook it up to if this then that. So yeah. you can do things like when I get near my house, turn on my thermostat. Yeah, yeah. I think neat. I just watched something. It was talking about Nest, the best if then then that's for a Nest or something for one of those Wi-Fi mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, def- definitely. I think uh, well, you should definitely get one of those because I want to hear about your experiences with the programmable thermostat. Yeah. Do you ever? Uh, <laughs> there's a Twitter account called the uh, I think it's called the Internet of Shit, uh, <laughs> which is just playing off of like. Some people are super skeptical about the idea of everything is eventually going to be connected to the internet and it's going to create some really like weird problems in the future. Yeah. Like, I don't know, my Wi-Fi is down so my microwave won't work or things like that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, think about when, no, yeah, think of, you know, there's a storm here and knocked out power and you lose everything. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yep. That's why. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not for... I, that's my point. Like I know, I'm. I used to be so into technology, but I just know how much can go wrong. Yep. Not even go wrong, but how inconvenient. I, I remember my, my buddy when I was in college. Like his computer would stop working. Like it, it just broke or something. And it, it, this just shows our our connection to our things and that how, how we want things to work when we want it to work. And we don't like the inconvenience. But he would like be emotionally sad. He'd be like sad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he would just kind of be like, yeah, my computer doesn't work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, if Wi Fi goes out. Or what about this? Here's a, so, here's, a, here's a tweet from that account. Someone hacked my air freshener, and now my house smells like manure. Uh, <laughs> Come on, that's kind of funny. I'd figure uh, out a way to hack, figure out a way to hack your, uh, your air freshener and make it smell like me. Don't they have some technology about. Like probably digital smell or something. Probably, I saw something. Um, 
They're attempting to uh, 3D print a bridge. Have you seen that? Did we talk about that last <laughs> no. week? No. <laughs> no, I, I have uh, not. I thought seen I made that. it put. Yeah, look at look into it. Anyway, hmm. um, I'm guessing 3D print the pieces of a bridge and then assemble it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do that. Uh, That'll be a huge. Oh no! Printer. I think this. I think this is gonna be. What? I don't understand. Well, yeah, Send me an article. Printer, I don't have to read, and I can just look at the header. Yeah, just look at the header. That's all we do. <laughs> That's all we do, kids. We are not setting good examples for the youth of the world. <laughs> I know. By the way, notice how I'm skipping over the. I have a link in there that's uh, talking about the relationship between p-values and the probability that <laughs> yeah. the null hypothesis is true. I was waiting for you to get bust into not, that. We're not going to get into that. This week. <laughs> Damn. Just, I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up. That's for sure. Yeah. But if you were feeling brave, I was going to be there by your side. Uh, you know, um, actually, a buddy of mine, he actually pulled a quote from it, which I, um, I want to say a buddy, this guy on Facebook. Who I went to school with back in the day. So best friend, BFF. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, and I, actually, no, I don't even know if he. I don't even know if he pulled the quote. I think this is his opinion. But uh, the problem is not using p-values for frequent for frequent frequentist inference. Oh, sorry, for frequentist inference, but fundamental problems of those not truly understanding the assumptions of the test that they are adopting and just hacking away to get a conclusive p-value at an expense. And that's, uh, I thought you said we weren't getting into this. Yeah, we're not getting into this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe this isn't the topic you bring up at minute 57 of our uh, hour-long podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brett. 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 Pipe, pipe it. Brett. Pipe it. Brett. So that's, that's, like a, that's a nice name for nice name for a girl. I'm going to name my daughter Brett. Brett and Pipe it. I'll name my daughter uh, Pipe it. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> So I feel like um, we're, I feel like we're close to done here. I yeah, I feel so too. How's that apple watch treating you? What's uh, the temperature outside? Temperature outside, forty-five degrees. All right. Ask that me sounds, another question. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it's a little it's a little brisk. What's the t- what's the uh, temperature in Michigan where you're going? Well, I can't just I don't have that on the watch face. You should be able to like, I gotta, like swipe, swipe it, or it around. I mean, I can, but uh, I don't know. Wait, hold you on. Know, let, this... me, let me ask Siri. Let me ask Siri. Hold on. All right. What's the like weather Dick like Tracy in Detroit? Right Regular Dick Tracy. Detroit, partly cloudy, 45 degrees. It didn't talk to you? There's no, speaker no not that? from the watch. All no, right. no, well, no there, is, there is a speaker because you can take phone calls from it, I guess. I haven't really right. done that because it's a tiny What if you speaker. put the watch to your headphone and I try to talk to it? <laughs> All right, hold on. I don't know if it'll work. It probably won't work. Um, probably not, but let's try. Hold on. Siri, Siri, what's the weather like in Claremont, California? (laughs) It got close. It heard, what's the weather like some there, California? And it gave us Sacramento. Oh, whatever. That's close. (laughs) (laughs) Not not bad, considering it's supposed to be trained for my voice. And I'm not sure that we have matching timbers in our voice. Yeah. Like the use of that word, timber? Not E R R E. Yeah, yeah, it's that timbre. 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 Right. My that's, my 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 fry container just fell on the ground right when we said timbre. It's very really hot. Oh, yeah, it's sad. All right, so your Rubens are getting cold. It is getting cold. It's probably it is cold now. I'm gonna throw it in the oven. That? Yeah, probably. All right. All right. Enjoy it. Happy enjoy, Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the fam I'm, tomorrow. 
You know what we didn't even mention at all? What? Do you know what episode this is for us? 45? No. no. Come on. 5-0, man. This is 50. 50. This is the big 5-0. 50. 50. 50. All right. I guess that's the end of our celebration. <laughs> uh, I mean, we could argue, we could ask people to review and rate us, but people seem to just ignore us. So who cares? <laughs> Until next week. Until next week, man. Goodbye, everyone. And goodbye, Thanks. Eric.